The topics of these stories may be sensitive to some viewers, and as always, viewer discretion is advised. And if you have a true scary story you want to send my way, go to asthravendreams.com slash submit, or check the links down below, and of course, thank you. I used to love going to our local state and county fairs. And they were cheaper than going to some of those big amusement parks. And my parents were usually willing to give me and my little sister, Grace, some money to go on the rides and game tents by ourselves. We were still within their view at all times, though. Can't be too careful. I loved going on all the rides, whereas Grace preferred the games so she could win prizes. I'd go on the smaller ones for her, like the one that just goes in a circle with small ups and downs, and then goes in reverse. We'd also go on the classic carousel and bumper cars. However, that also meant that we took the ones that I enjoyed too, like the Ferris wheel, or the scary one that took you through the dark rooms with creepy music. Things crawling down the walls, fake screams, things like that. She handled them pretty well, but she would never go on the rocket one. That's the one that shoots you straight up and then does a dead drop to the bottom. So I had to wait until closer when we were leaving and go with my dad, or go on it alone. We would go to the game booths as we made our way around. She liked the ones where you had to try to spray the rubber ducks in the water. The bigger the number on the bottom, the bigger the prize you got. She also liked the balloon pop where you had to throw darts at them. She threw the darts like a baseball, which was always hilarious to watch, and it surprised me when they never came back at us. She tried the ring toss or the bottle one, where you had to knock them over with the ball, but her aim wasn't the best. So I always tried those for her, and then let her pick out the prizes. There was this other one that we both enjoyed, where you had to break open fake rocks, and you got to keep whatever was inside. We liked those, because they had anything from candy, small toys, and even tickets to other games and rides in them. In this particular time, we were having some great luck. Just about every rock we broke had candy in it. So we went on the Ferris wheel and ended up eating way too much of our spoils. Grace started feeling the effects of it all between the candy the sugar rush and running around everywhere in the Florida heat. She started to crash and felt ill, and because she was only about six or so at the time, that meant that all she knew was to be grumpy about it. This would mean that we would end up going home fairly soon, but I hadn't been able to go on the rocket yet, so I was upset that I wouldn't get to. To my surprise... My parents decided that maybe we just needed to eat some real food and drink some water, and to play it from there. I was hopeful. Hopeful that she would perk up or that my parents would at least agree to let me go on a few more rides before leaving. So, we made our way to one of the tents to eat. They had a big sign with a hot dog on it with some movie parodied name about frying. I don't remember what it was, but my dad always made some joke about it. Anyways... And they sold the stuff you would normally see at a fair. Hot dogs, hamburgers, corn dogs, nachos, onion rings, fries, things like that. So not the healthiest, but at least it was better than candy. 
The guy running the stand looked a little off, though. Since I was a kid, he just looked like someone who was tired. He had longer hair, pulled back into a ponytail, and then covered with a hairnet. He looked like he was swimming in his clothes, though, as he was super thin, and his clothes looked to be two to three sizes too big. I just remember seeing him trying to hold his pants up, even though he had a belt on. I also remember thinking that maybe he was sick, because he kept rubbing or wiping his nose on his shoulder or arm and sniffling a lot. My parents were talking to Grace and asking her what she wanted. She kept fighting them about not wanting to eat, and that she wanted to go to McDonald's instead. My dad tried to convince her that they had chicken strips, which were similar to nuggets, so she finally agreed to get them. We all decided on what we wanted, and we placed our order. The guy was staring at my dad all wide-eyed, and was always responding like, Yeah, man, sure. Yeah, uh, no problem, man. All while nodding constantly. My dad paid in cash, and then we went to sit on the bench nearby. Once we got over there, my mom was talking about just going home since it was already late, and I started begging them to let me go on the rocket before we left. They were hesitant at first, but said they would see how Grace felt after we ate. I knew what that meant, and that meant I wasn't going to be able to go. My mom asked me to grab some ketchup from up the stall, and I walked away dragging my feet, visibly mad. I walked back to the tent and started filling the little condiment cups, and I was watching the guy make the food. I remember him catching my eye, because while he looked off... The way he was working was impressive, at least. I watched as he poured fries across the two fryers and was simultaneously flipping the burger patties. Being a kid, I thought it was pretty smooth, almost like a juggler. That was when he noticed me watching him. So then he took the spatula, tossed it in the air, and then spun it around and caught it. That's when he posed, facing towards me with his arms out like a ta-da moment. He looked like he was enjoying himself, and with his oversized clothes, it kind of made me chuckle. He walked over by me and asked for my name. I told him. He asked if I'd been having fun. I said yeah, but then mentioned that we were going to have to leave after eating because my sister was sick. He said he was sorry to hear that, but then said that the fair was going to be open for a while, so... Maybe we would end up coming back. I was just being dramatic and said something about probably not, because we only ever go once a year. Which wasn't a lie. We rarely went multiple times in the same year unless we went with other people. We both got quiet, so he walked over to the fryer, pulled the fries out, and neatly poured them into a basket. He sat there and stared at it for a few seconds, and then walked over and leaned in close and said, Hey, I know what'll cheer you up. You want to see a cool trick? So I said sure. I would never in a million years expect what this dude was going to end up doing. He pulled the baskets back out of the fryer and set them on the counter. He then pulled on the bottom of the glove he was wearing, looked over at me with those wide eyes wiggling his fingers, and said, Now you see my fingers. Curiously, I said yeah. Then this crazy ass shoves his hand in the hot grease and immediately starts screaming. Then I started screaming. 
Now there are two people screaming and I immediately covered my eyes and kept screaming. Very quickly, I hear and feel my family run up there to me and my mom grabs me and has me open my eyes. I think she was checking to see if there was any grease on my face. However, I was still in sight of this crazy guy and I looked over to see him pull his hand out, or at least what was left of it, and he screams, Now you don't! and is going back and forth between laughing and screaming from the pain, I'm sure. The smell was horrendous. Grace had burned some of her hair before when she got too close to a candle, and that smelled awful, but this was worse by tenfolds. The smell of flesh almost made me sick, but seeing what was left of his hand, the skin falling off, that did make me sick. So, between this, of course, other people are now running to see what's going on. My mom was trying to shield our eyes while my dad was calling for help. My mom ended up walking us away while my dad talked to security, the managers, and the paramedics. What's worse, is they even asked me what had happened in case I was injured, so I had to go through it again. We definitely left at that point, and I had no arguments with it, but I did have trouble sleeping for a few nights. I don't know whatever happened to the guy. I never heard anything about him after that, but being older and seeing other people with similar behavior, it was obvious that the guy was on something. I can only hope it at least dulled some of the pain because I cannot imagine what that would have felt like. But since then, I have not gone to another fair. I just can't, and even seeing a friar similar to the one always makes my stomach churn. So, creepy guy from the fair, thanks for the years of childhood trauma, and let's continue to never meet again. Back when I was younger, around 15 or so, I would love to go to our local fair. I was the middle child. I had an older sister, Clarissa, and a younger brother, Spencer. And we would go with our parents, or sometimes they would just drop us off with money, put time on mine and my sister's phones, and let us do what we wanted. They told us that we had to stay together, but occasionally I would go off alone, or she would. But one of us would always be with Spencer. Clarissa's friends would sometimes show up and they would take off, leaving me with my brother. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but she usually makes me take him the first half and then by the second half, he's tired and cranky. Clarissa never had the patience for it, so she just wanted to leave sooner. That leaves me without much time to myself. On this year, I wanted some time by myself first, so when we got there... I immediately called dibs on not being the babysitter. We argued for a bit about it. Clarissa promised that she would stay at least an hour, no matter what, as long as I took Spencer first, but I didn't believe her. So, instead, I told her I needed to use the restroom first, so she would watch him, and then I took off. She tried calling me a few times, which I ignored, she texted me saying that she was going to call mom, but I knew she wouldn't, because then she wouldn't get her time. So, I was in the clear. 
I started walking around the place while listening to my iPod, like a normal, angsty teenager. I played a few games, rode on a few rides, just enjoying the time to myself. I started running low on tickets and money, so I knew I was going to have to go back soon. I had enough for one or two more rides, so I decided to go on one of the bigger roller coaster type rides that they had, and feeling brave, I chose to sit in the front seat. As I got in, I put on the seatbelt and waited for it to fill, which is when the top bar would come down. While I was waiting, I was watching others pile in and I saw this older guy, and I say older because he was to 15-year-old me, but he was probably in his 30s, maybe. He looked fine, clean, nice clothes, dark hair, combed back. He walked through the turnstile and stopped, looking at the coaster, probably trying to decide where to sit. We made eye contact, but I just smiled and looked away. Shortly after, he approached the front of the car I was in and asked if he could sit next to me. Of all the seats, I thought it was weird that he wanted to sit with me, so I just sat there staring for a minute. He said his son used to love this ride and always sat in the front seat, and he wanted to do it in remembrance of him, but didn't want to bother me. The story was sappy enough, and I felt put on the spot, so I agreed. He smiled and thanked me, and immediately got in. I expected him to just kind of sit there silently and enjoy the ride, but he seemed like he wanted to talk. He told me his name. I'll say John because I don't even remember what he told me, and it was probably a lie anyways. I told him mine, and he shook my hand. He asked me if I had ever ridden on this before, too, and I said yes. He just made small talk for a few, and then the operator said the ride was starting. We lifted our arms, the bar came down, and John reached across, pushing on it, saying he was always worried they wouldn't click down all the way, so I thought nothing of it. And then the ride took off. It was one of my favorites, so I still enjoyed it. John was wooing and laughing throughout it, and we came back and he high-fived me. He thanked me for letting him sit there, and me being in the good mood I was in, I said no problem, and suggested another ride there if he liked these. He then hugged me unexpectedly, and asked if I would be willing to go around on this one once again with him. I told him I was out of tickets, and that's when he called the operator over and handed him tickets for both of us. What kid would turn down a free ride, right? So, we went around again, before finally getting off. I thanked him again for the ride, but before I could leave, he started talking about how I reminded him of his son, and he was reminiscing as I grabbed my stuff from the cubby nearby. He then asked if I wouldn't mind going on a few more rides with him, all paid for by him, of course. Again, nothing really came off as weird at the time. He just seemed like a sad father trying to remember better times. I could make him feel a bit of happiness and get free stuff out of it, so I agreed. 
He took me on a few other rides, like another coaster, and this two-seater plane one that just goes in a circle and up and down. We even went on the haunted train. I liked that one, but I could never go on it alone. Surprisingly, my brother was willing to go on it, but since I didn't have him with me, I hadn't been on it yet. John must have been able to sense my nervousness and asked if I had been on it before. That's when I told him my experience. He said if I got scared, I was welcome to grab his arm or his hand. I just chuckled a bit and got into the seat. As mentioned, this one was supposed to look like train carts, so they were a bit bigger and sat four people in each. Two on one side, two on the other. John sat next to me and I started looking for the seatbelt. He asked if I needed help with it and started pulling on mine. Similar to the one on the first coaster we went on, it was a Y-shape, where you put your head through it and then buckled between your legs. John started reaching for the end of it to buckle it for me when I grabbed it and said that I got it. It was a little weird, but whatever. Maybe he was, again, trying to do the fatherly thing. So, the ride takes off, and there's one part where a fake body or dummy of some sort jumps out at you, and I jump every time. When it did, I screamed and leaned into John. I didn't notice at first, but then a few feet after, I noticed his arm was around me. Then, I felt something putting pressure on my head. When I leaned up, I realized he had his head on mind, but he kept his arm around me. At this point, it started feeling a bit weird. He kept his arm around me until the ride was over, and then when it ended, I got out quickly, and he then grabbed my arm and said he knew which one he wanted to go on next. It was one that was enclosed, like a spaceship, and the lights went out and everything would glow in the dark. The way he had a hold of my arm, though kind of scared me. It wasn't that tight, but it was tight enough to make me think that it was a threat. Not knowing what to do, though, I just agreed. So, on to the next ride. We sit down and it takes off. Just as it started spinning, he put his hand on my thigh and said that I was beautiful. As the ride is going, he keeps giggling in my ear and then laughing all while I'm choking back tears. Now, this ride is a huge circle where you're facing everyone, so everyone else on the ride can see this too. All I can think is, hopefully somebody sees this and says something. Anything. As the ride finished, I tried to leave and he pushed me back down in my seat while everyone else piled out. He then lightly rubbed my leg and whispered, Maybe it's time to take my girl home. I started to cry a bit, and I slowly got up with him. My mind was racing, trying to find a way out of this. I thought, if I ran, surely he would be able to catch me. Being that I've been with him, what if people believed him over me? I started walking out through the exit when the operator started yelling for us. We both turned around, and the guy asked my name, and I told him while trying to give the best please help me eyes. He then asked the guy if he was my father, and before I could say anything, he said yes. 
The guy then said that they needed to speak to me in their office because of something I had done. I had no idea what he was talking about, but he told John to wait there and he would bring me right back. The guy had a hold of my arm, and we started walking away. I looked back and saw John just standing there confused. The guy then asked me if I really knew that guy, and I started bawling. I said I didn't, and I explained everything to him. He said he had a feeling because we didn't look anything alike, and he said that I looked scared the moment we showed up for that ride, so he had called security just in case. I got to their office, and I called my sister. Apparently it had been three hours, and she was worried too that I still wasn't responding and had called my parents. So, they all showed up, and I could not have been happier to see them. They then called the police to report what had happened. I told them everything, but unfortunately, by the time security and the cops went back to the ride, John was gone. Nowhere to be found. The police walked around for another few hours, just to make sure that he didn't try to grab any other kids, but had no luck finding him. I was thankful no other kids were snatched or had to go through that, but it's also terrifying that he wasn't caught. I checked the news and arrests, as well as those sex offender lists, to see if he was ever caught, but I've never seen him on it at all. My parents also stopped letting us go there alone. They always stayed close by, even if they didn't go on the rides. They were always at the exits, and I wouldn't want it any other way. So, I used to work at our local state fair every year. I was 16 or 17, so it was decent seasonal income at the time. Don't get me wrong, though, the job was a pain in the ass. It was hot, the rides and games broke down frequently, and we were given a checklist of things to basically try, and if none of those worked, we just threw a sign on it until someone came out. That was usually next day at the earliest, or if it was close enough to the end of the season, we would just leave it closed. Some days... I also had to be the cleaner, which meant picking up people's trash that they couldn't make it to the trash can, which was only six feet in front of them, or cleaning up after a child that went on the carousel too many times. You get the point. However, the job did also have its benefits. Free rides whenever I wanted, discounts on food and drinks, bartering for some of the game prizes. You also got some crazy people in there. I could go on for hours with the weird and creepy stories, but this is one of the main ones that I will never forget. So, on most of the rides, there is a height, weight, minimum, and maximum. I didn't often have to deny people entry, but sometimes I did. Most of the time, it was just me telling them their kid is too short to ride. I did have some that took a little more explaining, like the lady that I had to have a manager break down the reasons as to why she couldn't take her newborn on the roller coaster, even if she did promise to keep them in one of those wraps that goes around her. I had a lady offer to flash me if I let her kid on the ride. Mind you, I was 16 at the time, and other people flat out lied that they were tall enough. 
even while standing next to the sign with the height. One guy took the cake, though, when he wanted to take his son on this ride that was like a slingshot. It pulled you back and then lunged you forward, and it did it twice. You could get some crazy whiplash from it, but it was pretty cool. Anyway, this guy wanted to take his kid on it that was maybe six or so, way too young to be on it, as his head didn't even reach the top of the seat. So I told him that he wouldn't be able to ride, and the kid looked a little upset, but complied, and started getting out of the seat. No big deal. Dad then gets mad, asking why it's a problem now, when he's already in the seat. I apologized, and I told him that he didn't meet the requirements to the ride, and he began arguing otherwise, saying how could I possibly know that he didn't. I explained that his head didn't reach the top of the seat, but that wasn't good enough. I then asked him to get off so he could see his son standing next to the height sign. After going back and forth a few more times, he finally complied. We got to the height sign, and, as expected, his son was a foot or so too short. He tried reasoning, saying he was just barely under and he would be fine if he went, but I was adamant that he could not. I even said that he should be good to try next year, though, because I was frankly just an arguing with this grown-ass man. I remembered at that point... He just looked at me with a slight grin, shook his head, and walked off. I thought I was done at that point, and I went back to the ride. I shuffled on and off two or three groups of people when I heard a loud pop. Thinking it was just a fryer exploding or something, not that that was good either, but it had happened before, so I knew what to do, I turned around to check which vendor it was so I could call someone from the station phone. However, I wouldn't be so lucky to see a simple fire. It was the dad from earlier, now holding a gun in the air. People were starting to scream when they realized what is happening. This guy had left only to return with a gun all the while still holding on to his son's hand. I quickly ran over to the phone to call security because it didn't have a line outside of the fairgrounds, so I couldn't call 911 on it. I tried getting people off the ride and into the emergency exit, which led them around the back. I looked back to find the guy when I noticed another worker on the ground, holding their leg in a pool of blood. That's when, lucky me, the guy made eye contact with me. I quickly tried to go through the exit, too, when he started running towards me, and he unfortunately got there before I could leave. He quickly pulled me to the ground, pointed the gun at me, and told me to run the ride for him and his son. I begged him not to shoot me, but also begged him to not go through with this as it was for the kid's safety. He could honestly have some serious head or neck injury for his age, but he would not listen. He started yelling and told me to get up and do as he said. So, I did just that. However, with everything going through my mind... I forgot that I had pulled the emergency stop brakes, so when I tried to run it, it wouldn't go. I kept trying, and the guy was losing it more than he already was. Mind you, he is still sitting in the seat next to his son, who looks just as terrified but is somehow not in tears like me. The dad then gets up, starts walking over to me when I for sure thought I was dead. 
that's when I finally remembered the stupid emergency stop. So I tried explaining to him so I could go and switch it back when the cops finally showed up and started making their demands. And this only enraged the guy more who tried to fire at the cops, missed, and the other one tackled him to the ground. Now this kid is crying and I'm trying to comfort him and tell him that his psychotic dad is going to be okay. I gave him the candy that I had in my pocket, which at least got a smile out of him, and then I had to talk to the cops about what had happened. Thankfully, only one person, Tyler, was hurt, but he just had to get stitches as the bullet just grazed his leg, and we did lose one of the blow-up bounce houses. The dad was arrested, and the kid was taken by the cops, but I do hope he turned out okay. If he got that mad over a ride, I hope he never turned his anger on that little boy. I stopped working there that year because I didn't want to risk seeing another barrel. I work at a bank now, with security cards, a locking office, and a cell phone, and I think I like it a lot more. So, those were three um, really creepy state fair horror stories. Um, <laughs> I never really went to the fair around me. I think I did once or twice with a friend of mine as a very young child, but never really did much. Uh, living in the Kansas City area, though, I've been to Worlds of Fun a few times. Not really my thing, to be honest with you. Um... Yeah, not much else to say on that one. These were some good stories, so thank you very much to everyone who submits their stories to me. Thank you to everyone who lets me use their stories, and thank you to you for listening to this point. Because of that, I want to say you are amazing. And, also, we hit 5,000 subscribers since the last video, which is a huge, huge milestone for this channel. So again, thank you to everybody. I plan to do a giveaway for this milestone, so... Stay tuned for that. I just got to figure out what exactly I'm going to be giving away. So probably merch and posters and stickers and such. So all that said, friends, if you liked this video, please do hit that thumbs up button. If you're new to the channel, please consider hitting that subscribe button. And if you really want to leave me a comment, no, if you really want to make my day, leave me a comment letting me know what you thought is what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. If you want to support further, you can go to patreon.com slash as the Raven dreams or hit that join button down below where for as little as $1 a month, and get early access to my content up to 24 hours early. I try to post as frequently as I can to get them up early. I know I fail a lot. I'm sorry. I'm trying. It's been a week. Let's just say that. So, well, that said, friends, um, I hope you are having a great day and I hope you have a great weekend. And I'll see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.